Welcome to Train of Thought. My name is Rob Tobias. Today I will interview a longtime Eugene resident, Rabbi Hanan Sills. Rabbi Hanan first came to the area in the early 80s to be part of a Jewish intentional community known as Shifte Shalom on some land near Cottage Grove, Oregon. He went on to be rabbi at the Hillel on the campus of the University of Oregon, and eventually he founded his own Jewish renewal congregation, which he named Adolam Synagogue Without Walls. Adolam means the world forever. In 1964, Rabbi Hanan and 15 other rabbis had answered the call of Dr. Martin Luther King and traveled to St. Augustine, Florida to stand with the African-American community there against segregation and other inequalities that were happening in the country at the time. They were arrested, and the publicity came out at the time President Johnson was considering the Equal Rights Amendment, and it passed a week later. In 2014, a 50-year commemoration was held in St. Augustine honoring the rabbis. I was able to help Rabbi Hanan attend and actually made a short film documenting everything. It's called Justice, Justice, 1964, Journey to St. Augustine, and can be found on YouTube. We held a fundraiser at Temple Beth Israel to pay for our travel, and I'm going to start off this before the interview with a, a song from that concert. Uh, all the songs we did were civil rights, movement-related, and here's our version of Blowing in the Wind. How many roads was the man walking for you can call him a man? How many seeds was the white, white girl sing before she sleeps in the sand? Was the cannonballs fly before they're born man? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. How many times must a world 
This year will mark the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King. And I was recently contacted by the Wells-Built Museum of African American History and Culture in Orlando, Florida, about the possibility of Rabbi Hanan attending some of the events they're holding. Hanan is no longer able to travel, and his memory is not what it used to be, but we decided it'd be good to do an interview and send that along to Orlando. So in honor of MLK Day next week, I'll share with you some of the interview. Sometimes we remember people on their deaths, sometimes on their births, but in this case, um, it'll be a f- been 50 years since Martin Luther King was assassinated. Since you were part of the group of rabbis that went down and stood with King at his request because of all the yes. prejudice, all the stuff that was going on in St. Augustine, that it would be good to hear from you. I know you went to St. Augustine after, you're after being at the Reformed Rabbi Convention and you were, got the word, but you were just one of 16 rabbis and one non-rabbi who went. Why did you go? What prompted you to go? It was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. Obviously, it was an intense time. Racial tensions were high. There had been conflicts in the South. People were getting arrested. You knew you would probably get arrested. Oh, yeah. We went to get arrested. And still, it was the right thing. It was the right thing to do under the circumstances. I'm not sure if you're aware how much is going on today in terms of what's been happening with race in this country. Um, but there's been a lot of talk still today, you know, of, of inequality and police brutality and... Still happening. As much as you're aware of the context of what's going on today and as it related to what was happening 50 years ago, do you have any feelings about that? I don't regret what we did. I have some feeling of pride in that. I believe it was the right thing to do. And that African Americans If something is the, you know, I did learn some things from my parents that, that, that there's some things that are right and some things that are wrong. And you don't treat a person because of the color of their skin as lesser of a human being. It doesn't, that's not true. It's not right. So, Hanan, let's talk a little bit about Martin Luther King. What are your memories about Martin Luther? Luther King. It still bothers me that he was murdered, that somehow others have another way of dealing with it. But the man was, the man didn't deserve to be murdered. And that was evil. Evil is evil. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect, none of us. Okay, I, I, I admit. And, and I have to admit for myself as well. And I've done schmucky things, I've done stupid things in my life. I'm far from perfect. And I still work on myself. But murdering who this man was and what he devoted his life to, he, he meant 
He was sincere. You know, sincere means without wax. He was, he was not pretend. He was the real thing. And I, I came to love that man, admire him. Well, what do you think he represented to the people needed that they wanted to assassinate him? Well, for me, one of the things was uh, that because of the person's color of their skin, they could be hated, they could be killed. That's completely, I mean, I didn't grow up with that in my home. And I know you don't you don't stand you don't represent all of the Jewish community just as King didn't represent all of the black community, but there was a a moment in time where you guys stood together. Any other feelings about uh, that time and Dr. King and what he meant to you? We were with our our black brothers all all the way when it came to a person's color of their skin and being treated as lesser than a human being. That's evil. I mean, that's evil. It's not something else. It's not, oh, it'll, he, he didn't really mean it. It's evil. I'm going to uh, read just a little bit about uh, Paul Licata is the, is the man in, in uh, Orlando who asked me to interview you. Oh. Uh, I think he's from the, uh, representing the Wells Built Museum of African American History and Culture. It's in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Oh. Uh, and he wrote me, he says, we're partnering with the Holocaust Museum Research and Education Center and Valencia College to put on this series of events commemorating the assassination of Dr. King. Rabbi Alan Setcher will be oh, participating. He'll be participating. And he reminded this Paul that to keep the story alive, one must continue to tell it. Right on. That's why I'm here today. It's important. There are things I do that are not important. But this, that is important. And the brothers and the sisters that I came to know involved with this circle, that touched me in the I'll be right back with more of the interview with Rabbi Hanan after this short break. This is Train of Thought. Train of Thought is produced at Maximo Productions in Eugene, Oregon. If you have any ideas, suggestions, feedback, I'd love to hear them. You can email me at rob at robtobias.com. Welcome back to Train of Thought, and now more of my interview with Rabbi Hanan Sills as he recalls the time when Martin Luther King asked him and his fellow rabbis to come down to St. Augustine, Florida, and take part in some civil rights demonstrations. Is there certain aspects of the story of your going that are you most proud of? I remember Cy Dresner, I think his name has been mentioned. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of respect for him. He was a bit older than some others of us in my seminary days, and he, when we were going on our, our during our seminary days, 
we also were student rabbis. That's what we had to do. And, and uh, I happened to connect with him. And uh, he had a big impact on me too, because he, you'll see his name <laughs> right at the top of the list in terms, he, he modeled for me. I was young, younger in my seminary days than he was, and at least I remember it that way. And uh, he, he modeled for me. Right. What he said in the video was, we weren't the heroes. The heroes were the ones that were there having to endure what was going on in the South. Exactly. We just went and stood with them. That's right. And my mother was an impact for me, more than my dad. He wasn't a bad man. He fought also for good causes and the B'nai B'rith and so on and so forth. And, and also in the video, Rabbi Le Levy, he reminded us of the power of nonviolence, nonviolent protest. And that's what Dr. King really is one of the things he was best known for is protesting but making sure it had to be nonviolent. Absolutely. Absolutely, no question about that. What are, you, what are your thoughts about protest and nonviolence? Well, the most important person I've ever known in my life is Dr. King. Ever. Why? He mattered. He, he reminded me. He kept me... He kept me where I needed to be. To this day, you know, I have a temper, I have things that are, things about me that are far, far from perfect. And I admit to still needing to learn things and to practice what I've learned. One more thing about the, the nonviolent protest aspect of this. And um, how it's come up in your life. Like, I'm sure you've had instances where people have been in your face or even threatening you I don't or, take or, it or coming I at you I won't take it <laughs> but are you going to punch back or are you going to I won't take a shit I know but what do you think about that about what when this, other people do mm -hmm. I'll put it right in their face but Dr. King stood for being able to putting it in their face it doesn't mean being violent it doesn't mean being violent it means confronted confronted confrontation. And when I screw up, as I do as a human being too, I also have to pay the price and, and own up. Um, I know I was with Dr. King, I know um, Cy Dresner was a, Rabbi Dresner was a little bit older than I, and we were schoolmates together, and I know that uh, we, when we were after school, we'd go take our jobs as student, student rabbis. And, uh, also in the video that we just watched, there were a few newspaper articles. There were some pictures of some newspaper articles that said uh, that you had gone, I think it was from Milwaukee, and it said that you had gone. I was rabbi in Milwaukee. Yeah, and the, the article said that you had gone down and been arrested and been part of this protest. Yes. Um, just curious how your community, your congregation, uh, 
treated you? How did you feel? Where uh, did you have people ask you about it? There were some Jewish people that uh, supported it. There were some Jewish people that didn't want it. How did I feel about it? I wasn't happy when they didn't want it because what was right was right. What was wrong was wrong. And there's some things you can argue about, but treating a human being as lesser than a human being, uh, what was right was right, and what's wrong was wrong. And the fact that a person has color of their skin makes them not deserving to be a human being or to be killed, that's outrageous. There's no, there's no, there's no other, no other, it's, it's, it's crap, it's, it's not acceptable. It's just not right. Anything else you're prompted from your heart when you think about 50 years of, uh, of uh, since Dr. King was taken from us? I think there are a lot of things that have been changed and there are still things that need to be changed. Mm -hmm. And what can we do at this point to make changes? Sing. <laughs> I don't know. That just came up out of. I guess to me, music is really important. So I agree, uh, because music's important <laughs> to me. Can you give us a song to that'll help us uh, with this? That's the glory of. That's the story of life. The words are of love, and of love. Yeah. Thank you, Hanan, for being who you are and for standing up all those years ago and for teaching the way you have. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Train of Thought. I'll close the show with one more track from the 2014 concert honoring the civil rights movement and the rabbis and Dr. King. There's a mistake that was made in the publicity from what's going on down there. They called us the heroes. We were not the heroes. The heroes are the African-Americans who lived there, having been promised freedom a hundred years before, but being treated like crap, and saying, we're not going to take this anymore. And Martin Luther King said to Rabbi, to the Rabbi, Cy Dresner, I look forward to the day when my African-American brothers and sisters can take the pride in their beginning as a slave people, just as you Jews do with your beginning as an enslaved people. God, there have been lynchings. They're not allowing the same freedom and rights to African-Americans and voting rights and so on and so forth. That's why we're going. Because it's not good enough yet. It's just a start. God bless you.
was We Shall Overcome from an event in 2014 at Temple Beth Israel. Thank you all for all the musicians that took part in that. It was a fundraiser to get Rabbi Hanan to St. Augustine. I also have to thank Rabbi Hanan for being my rabbi and teacher and for standing up all those years ago for what was right, modeling what it is for one people to stand with another people in the face of injustice. Today we have people in power expressing racist views, and we know it's all about the content of our character and not the color of our skin or anything else. That's what Dr. King taught us. So happy Martin Luther King Day. This year is 50 years since we lost him, and it was a sad day indeed in our nation's history. And now is the time to rededicate to equality for all. My name's Rob Tobias. This is Train of Thought. 